Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the bobsledding classic, probably the only bobsledding classic. Sure. Cool Runnings, 1993. 1993's Cool Runnings, it's, which I didn't know was a Disney movie, but it's currently streaming what? on Disney+. Plus. They must mm-hmm. have acquired the rights somewhere down the line, I guess. And uh, yeah, so go find it there. Uh, we'll give you a few seconds to go find the movie and watch it so you can join us for the conversation. So we'll pause for that. And you're back. All right. Everybody's up to speed. We've all seen the movie and now we can get to talking about things. But of course, Mandy, you and I, we don't like to talk about these things by ourselves because we would just argue about stuff. So we need someone on here to take sides. And we're very pleased to have back as a returning guest. Uh, Grand Rapids area comedian, Mr. Alan True is with us, everybody. Yay. Pause for applause. Pause for Welcome back, Alan. How are you? <laughs> Doing great, guys. It is uh, a little disappointing I didn't get to drive to Hastings for this this time. Sure. I know. I, I was just going <laughs> to. I was just gonna say, have we had you on Zoom yet? No, I don't. I don't think no. so. Yeah. I you mean, there is there pre-disaster. are pre-disaster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were pre-global disaster guest, so welcome back to this nonsense. This is how we have to do things now. So I appreciate I like you your, being here. Yeah, you get you're well represented in that background, though. Yeah, yeah that is. This, a, <laughs> it's a little awesome busy. Setup. A little busy back there. I, what are you I, saying? Mine's mine's just all white, so I feel a little offended. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just well like, represented back there. I mean, just get away. <laughs> I mean, Matt looks Matt looks like he put a, a lot of work into his, and yeah. uh, you that that wall doesn't even look like it's been painted recently. So <laughs> <laughs> that it looks hasn't. Very, behind Mandy, we've got a uh, very white wall, grandma's basement looking scenario, but it also has what what appears to be a casting couch behind her. So that's she's right? got that little bit it of is, pizzazz there. It is black leather, black leather so. couch. Yeah. Yeah. So. But uh, so, Alan, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, what have we missed? What uh, what what's going on? What's new with you? How have you been handling this uh, pandemic nonsense? Well, I stopped cutting my hair for one thing. It's, Me too. I'm right yeah. there with Me you. Me too. Yeah. Mine's neatly tied up right now, but it's it's past the shoulder length. Uh, <laughs> I got a I, I had to up my entertainment options. So I got a Disney Plus subscription. Perfect for this episode. Thank you for making that worth it i really feel like it's paid for itself now that i could do some research for it so for sure but uh yeah imagine know. having to track down cool runnings on your own you know like every uh, family video is closed now as far as i know and we you know we clearly we don't have any more blockbusters left i think the last remaining blockbuster finally closed in the country so yeah this is all I think I just I, unless unless my netflix is wrong i just watched a documentary about the the one last one that's left i think it's oh. still going is there? Oh, you, we were just talking about my background and a, a crazy nonsense thing just fell off the wall behind me. My my little Garfield bank is now uh, it's it's now gone forever. But all right. That was weird. So, <laughs> um, so you had mentioned um, when I asked you about it, you said that your kids hadn't watched it. Were they able to sit through the whole thing? I don't know what their ages are. I ended up watching it without them. It, will be, mm. it was much it was much better for the purpose <laughs> of paying attention to things. My son had seen it, but mm. They, uh, you know, they're, they're used to being able to click off of whatever they don't want to watch because everything's on YouTube or he now knows how to scroll through Netflix suggestions. So if something doesn't catch their attention within the first minute, they're out of there. Oh, yeah. For sure. for this, sure. one, this one's another one of those early, uh, like, like 80s films that have like, 
the super extended intro nonsense. Like it's just that montage of, of running and the song. It's got to play the entire song the whole way through. Uh, as those credits um, roll, I beginning. had no problems watching Leon Robinson just run. <laughs> sure, sure. Oh, let me see if I've got a quote for you here. Then okay. Damn it! Nope. <laughs> so nope, well, we gone. usually go. We could. Well, we haven't asked. Um, unless I, I was doing notes and wasn't paying attention. But Alan, when was the last time you saw this before we asked you to watch it for the podcast? Oh boy, I think I had seen a little bit of it when my son was watching it probably like two or three years ago but in its entirety it i don't think that i'd watched this whole thing since grade school okay sure sure all right here's that quote for you mandy by the way all right some of the lie on that one i could watch that backside all day there you go yeah there you go shared true mandy's, story mandy's sentiment just exactly barely like they just barely snuck that one by the pg rating she said <laughs> yeah. Backside. yeah the backside is rump for sure yeah and i and i was oh sorry i will talk about that later um i have not seen this movie probably in about 10 years i know that i watched it i had it on dvd and i know that i watched it on dvd um way back yeah before i was well yeah before i was married so about 10 10, 11 years okay um i have watched this movie since we got disney plus um it was one of the ones that i was like no way is this on here and i said i watched (laughs) it unrelated to the podcast that doesn't happen to me very much anymore uh, usually if I sit down and watch an entire movie all in one sitting, it's got to do with the podcast because there's just mm-hmm. no time for anything else anymore. But uh, yeah, this was one that I happened to, uh, you know, just just try to make its way through uh, on my own. And I did. So I don't know, probably within the last uh, maybe year or so we've since we've had Disney Plus. So. <laughs> this movie was on the same VHS tape at my house growing up as My Cousin Vinny and Secret of My Success. So okay. that was like a night. Like my sister and I would just like put the video in and we'd watch in the summertime. We'd just watch all three movies. <laughs> nice. You, nice. Have, you had a, you had a VHS tape that could hold three full length movies. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I had many VHS tapes that had three movies. Mm-hmm. Was it the, uh, was it the like Cinemax cut edition where they remove all the things so you can, you know, that saves some time too. But no, you, if uh-uh. you got a good long run tape. You can cram a few in there for sure. Yeah. Because, um, I remember Breakfast Club and Spaceballs and Dirty Harry were all on the same VHS. There's a night right there. Yeah, except for we fucking hated Dirty Harry, but we loved Spaceballs and Breakfast Club. And guess which one was in the fucking middle? Yeah, Dirty Harry. So, of course, you have to like fast forward. And luckily, Spaceballs was at the end. So um, we would end up just fast forwarding through that bullshit long, like panning of the ship in the beginning that lasts like 25 minutes. (laughs) So (laughs) anyway. Uh, so Alan, clearly both Mandy and I had parents that would either uh, dub VHS tapes or steal them or, you know, have a uh, Cinemax for, see with my family, it was always like, we have Cinemax or HBO right now, but there's a good chance we won't have it in a month or two. So let's go ahead and record every single possible movie that we can record. So we have it for uh, posterity and, you know, just, just to have for years to come and pass down from generation mm-hmm. to generation. Did you guys do the same thing or were you guys straight up like video rental? Oh, no, I, we are, it's a very, we were very much an Asian stereotype in that we were bootlegging all sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> that is one I did not know. So that's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Jay-Z says it in one of his songs, I think. <laughs> 
And Whoa! Like, girls, girls, girls. He says I was dating this Chinese chick, but she wouldn't stop bootlegging my shit. And I was like, hey, I'm a... F- oh, actually, no, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> That is my so grand- funny. My grandparents had HBO though, so we did have all those movies, and I was babysat by them. Meaning, I just watched HBO while they did whatever. That's how my comedy career started. It was like, here, eight-year-old Alan, watch Eddie Murphy Raw, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on HBO. So, sure. but then we we did we did run a lot of movies. We lived right near a family video, and I'm old enough to remember when Meyer had video rentals. We would rent from Meyer. Okay. And- music believe in music we uh, actually is i remember renting from there huh all right yeah that's crazy i, I did not know uh meyer had uh, i remember like local grocery stores would have like a whole wing of the store that was dedicated to video rentals uh which must have been obviously worth the real estate but as soon as those started to die off it just got replaced by like the liquor section just it grew <laughs> exponentially now it's like i guess we need a place to put 16 different flavors of vodka and uh, oh my god got a well, that's space what, that is, you know what that is what happened in the town that in holland zealand where i grew up you those places couldn't sell i don't think that you couldn't sell alcohol in zealand yeah for, yeah oh and then i think the video rentals went away and they were like well we got to use this somehow let's try to get that thing passed where we can sell booze now <laughs> nice <laughs> nice the, yeah. Maybe the alcohol companies were the ones that put the video rental companies out of business. Out of business like, yeah. yeah. That final we push. Pedal, <laughs> pedal our wares. Budweiser, um, Budweiser owned Netflix. They just Budweiser <laughs> shipping out DVDs to people to make it easier. <laughs> For sure. Bud, Budflix. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we, we've switched some things around since the last time you were on. We're going to do a game. It's called, well, it's got a theme song. Let's go ahead and play the theme song. Then I'll explain what we need. Chop this, chop this synopsis. All right, and it's time for us to play chop this synopsis. Usually we had done it toward the middle, but it's I think it's a good idea to give everybody kind of a handle on what you expect, uh, what you think about the movie right up front. So uh, what we've asked you to do and all of us to do is make a 10 word or less synopsis of the film Cool Runnings. And uh, if anybody wants to go first or volunteer, uh, if you've got your 10 word or less synopsis ready to go, uh, or I can just take it. First, I'll go ahead and go first. So here's mine. Uh, Jamaican bobsled seems more likely than Olympic medalist John Candy. And that's my that's my synopsis. <laughs> if anybody else wants to take it away. Do you want to do what yours, Alan? You don't need to do mine. Andy, I'll, de- I'll defer to you. Okay. Okay. Jamaicans fight racism by winning bobsledding with Uncle Buck. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> right, Alan, we all started with the word Jamaicans. Mine is uh, <laughs> Jamaicans try sport that isn't running. Hilarity and inspiration ensues. Nice. Yay! Yeah. I love it. That's perfect. I it's feel like that's the more professional. Movie. Yeah, I would watch that. That would yeah. go on the back of the DVD for sure. <laughs> or on the Meyer card, the magnet that you had to pull to. That's. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, <laughs> to pull the Velcro tab off to to go up to the counter with it. Yeah, noise. Yeah, well, and then you'd get juked out because there'd be like an empty case there, and you'd think like, yes, the movie's here. And then you'd bring the case up, and they're like, no, no, you have to take the card. The card's not there. The movies are gone. <laughs> and you're like, motherfucker! Like all my friends got this movie, but I didn't. Yeah, who's yeah. out here renting uh, uh, Cool Runnings? Yeah, but. All right, so we got one clip already. Let's go ahead and meet uh, some of our top characters before we discuss 
uh, who's, uh, you know, who everybody's character, uh, favorite character is. But here is, uh, let's meet Sanka and Doris here. Who's the captain of our crew? Who's a friend to me and you? Kind of nice, good looking too. A lot of rhyming Sanka, in this movie. Sanka, yes, Sanka. A lot of, a lot of singing. Get back to work. Who's the big hot bag of air who doesn't have to comb his hair, who doesn't bathe and doesn't care? Sanka! Sanka! Yay, Sanka! Hey! <laughs> What's happening, Star? Where you been, man? You almost missed my all-time This is a long clip, but okay. we got to get to the end here. It's just fun to hear him talk. On his day of days. my grandfather says you're definitely going to make it to the Olympics. He says you're even faster than your father. Yeah, man, do it for Jamaica. Hey, you know what my grandfather says? What? Get back to work. That's all I needed. I needed awesome. to pay off at the end there. <laughs> so that's um, Sanka is Doug E. Doug. And then um, and then Doris is played by, well, it used to be Leon Robinson. But then he got so famous, he just, now his name is just Leon. Really? So he does. He doesn't require a last name. Wow. So anything, yeah, anything that he had been in, you know, post maybe like I mean, this was after Above the Rim, I think. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, I, he played like Little Richard. He was in The Temptations. Um, so and he he's actually very musically inclined. So huh. um, yeah, so he's just Leon. He's like Madonna. It's just Leon. All right. Look at that. Oh, speaking of Madonna, he was the statue guy in the Like a Prayer video. Remember that video, like a prayer, where she goes up to the the guy that's standing there. Yeah, huh. yeah. Look at that. Whatever. Every girl <laughs> Whatever. that's listening is like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Uh, okay, so let's. Uh, how do we want to handle this? Do we want to talk about our? Or no, wait. Do you want to give the rundown of who's in this movie, Mandy? Yeah, I can do that. The who is who? Yeah. Um, Raldi Lewis played Junior. And Alan, um, feel free to interrupt if any of these trigger oh. anything that you need to say. <laughs> yeah, as, please. As we discuss. <laughs> um, Malik Yoba played Yule Brunner. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's funny. Um, and then John Candy played Irv Blinsky or whatever. It just says Irv here. But, Irv, yeah, uh, for sure. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. There's Yeah, I mean, for having, for having a lot, I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on in this movie. There's clearly uh, a bunch of extras and background people that are doing things, but there weren't that much of a core cast in this movie, which leads me mm-hmm. to my next question. Uh, who was your uh, favorite? Who was a, a favorite? Well, I, I posed the question to Facebook and I asked, who is the star of this movie? Because to me, it's kind of unclear uh, whether it's like the comedic value makes you the star or... The whole like redemption story for uh, John Candy makes you the star of the film, or the fact that uh, the main guy, uh, the one Darius. that start, yeah, Darius was like the whole driving force behind the thing and wanted to. So, does anybody have a standout performance or a favorite actor in this movie? So, I think first of all, not to sound cheesy and all Disney about this because that it is a Disney movie, but I think the star is the team. It's all about the group right the fact that there is no star that's how the actual 1988 jamaican bobsled team came in 29th in the olympics (laughs) yeah uh were were you clear mandy that this wasn't uh based on like an actual thing because i was sort of on the fence with that i was like i think this is a real thing and i couldn't remember for sure until after i watched it and i I actually looked up the clip like i watched the failed attempt and the crash 
And so, yeah, but yeah, did you get, I you, was, okay. Um, I was for when I was a kid, but also my husband and I, um, we honeymooned in Jamaica and we got to like, see all of like their, like their outfits. And then we did like a bobsled run down a mountain, huh. which was fun. So Look yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I knew. D- did you have a standout performance or favorite, uh, favorite actor from this? Um, no, I mean, like, I, like, maybe just Jamaica. Like, okay, it's hard. I do we, think that Le- Leon Robinson, I think, did a really, really good job. I mean, he was very, he did a good job to get you on board, and he was, he made his character extra likable, which you really wanted them to win, you know. So I guess he, him. Okay. I didn't actually answer the question. I, um, Yul Brenner is my favorite character, partly because just, just absurd that that's the name of his character. <laughs> yep, yep. Everybody else is sort of this like. I don't want to say a trope, but a little bit of like this. Hey, I'm from the island. I'm super happy. This is a happy movie. And you get this needed sort of like a heel. And so you have this guy coming in who is not any of those things at all. And I think the movie would have been a lot less satisfying if they didn't have that contrast with his character. Sure, sure. Um, And then I I didn't really, I know, I knew Yul Brenner was a person, but I didn't know what Yul Brenner was or why it was like, funny uh but he is apparently a russian american actor singer and director uh who you might know from such films as 1956 the king and i and and several others also the ten commandments and so on so Mm -hmm. just in case everyone's uh keeping score on why uh (laughs) is funny um Um, the guy that the guy that played yul brenner malik yoba he was in a show i watched religiously when i was a kid on thursday nights called um new york undercover Okay. It was super good in case anybody else has ever seen. It's one of those shows like no one's ever heard of it. But then when you meet someone that has, you're like, oh, yes, I loved it. <laughs> nice. Um, I also posed the question uh, to Facebook. I said, tonight we record the episode uh, covering the Disney classic, Cool Runnings. Who's the star of the film? And Facebook has to say, uh, so David Steves says the bobsled. Uh, and you know that that's true <laughs> because that's who they carried off at the end uh, of the movie. Uh <laughs> Pat Sievert, previous guest, also said uh, John Candy, but yeah, it was probably Dougie Doug. Like, I, I, I want to say John Candy, but yeah, it was probably Dougie Doug. Yeah. And uh, Will Green says Dougie Doug as well. And for me, that's where it's going to settle. I'm, I'm probably going to give this one to Dougie Doug as far as my favorite performance and, uh, you know, probably the star of the movie for me. So that's that. And let's nice. get a little clip out of here, if we can, uh, from Mr. Doug himself. Key elements for a successful sled team are a steady driver and three strong runners to push off down the ice. Ice! Ice! And it's kind of a winter sport, you know. You mean winter as in ice. Nice. All right. Uh, <laughs> so have either or, well, clearly, Mandy, you, you let us know that you did at least some form of bobsledding. Uh, mm-hmm. When you were on your trip in Jamaica, uh, Alan, have you ever uh, attempted or would you ever attempt bobsledding in any form or fashion? So I'm not. I've lose. Okay. Oh, th- I- see, that's more dangerous. I feel like was it street losing? <laughs> no, there's a place you can do it in Muskegon, and there's actually there's actually an Olympic drop, so you can. And so there's like here's this little one that you can try. Oh, by the way, that 90 degree one up there. If you wanted to do the Olympic one, it'll drop you down that chute really fast. And you have to wear big coats, like layers, because it, the ice will burn off your clothes. Whoa! Hurt you if you don't wear enough clothes. So it's wild. Yeah. So having done that, I think that I would 
obviously try bobsledding since, as you mentioned, that seems way more dangerous going feet first down this giant <laughs> like oh my gosh that is so crazy and like think about the liability like they must have you sign like so much shit like if you die we are not responsible (laughs) they have a shed of like hockey equipment that you can wear (laughs) they have all this like skating gear elbow pads and helmets and stuff that you can put on before you go down it so is that would you say that that's something common for you then alan are you willing to try pretty much anything that someone else has already tried or like, would no. you do any other extreme sport type situations? No, I'm a giant wuss for that kind of stuff. I got, <laughs> I so who talk- shamed you into uh, losing then? And my uncle. <laughs> and he, I'm competitive, though. So there's like a board of the fastest times of the day. And when he said, well, you can do this. And then I'm going to get the fastest time on the day. Then I have to do it. So nice. I mean, losing and stand up comedy are the two ris- riskiest things I do in my life. Everything else is pretty safe. Okay. Nice. Nice. I've done ice luges, but usually there was just alcohol being poured down them. <laughs> nice. There you go. There more, you go. More people, I think more people have died from alcohol ice luges than actually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's almost so, entirely. Yeah. I am. I am True. so extreme. I am like the extreme. <laughs> That's uh, going to be the next X Games is straight up shot luge, luges of tequila. Yeah. Oh my God. After COVID. There will be so many people that can drink so much. Like it will be like unbelievable. <laughs> there will be a correlation between the company or the countries with the longest lockdowns and who meddles in <laughs> alcohol luge. <laughs> nice. Yeah. For, oh, see, awesome. we, we babied our way into it. It's what it was. All that, all the alcohol in the uh, hand sanitizer that we were just absorbing through our skin first. And then we're like, well, fuck it. Now we just all drink. <laughs> And it just keeps getting worse and worse. So we're like lizards. Like, yeah, just <laughs> absorb, absorb it through them. the skin. Yeah, uh, Mandy, what, what, have you tried any extreme sports or anything that you would consider to be as or more extreme than either bobsledding or luging? I feel like we did some risky stuff in Jamaica just because everything in Jamaica is pretty janky. Um, we did uh, um, the the bobsled, but we also did a lot of zip lining. And that you, was, uh, I, I just want to back up when you said, can you describe what the bobsledding experience is in gym? Is it like a dirt hill with wheels no. or is it like an actual, no, it's like, it's almost like a metal, like it would be like where the ice was, but it was like smooth metal. And okay. you are in a, you're in a cart. Like I was in my own cart. Mark was in a cart and you're not like attached to anything. It's not like a roller coaster. You're like legit. It's just like the velocity is like keeping okay. you from like going off the edge. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it was fun. It didn't, I don't think we got going like 80 miles an hour or anything like that. And it was down a mountain. So that was kind of mm. cool. Cause you'd come around and you'd be able to like look out at the ocean and, um, I would yeah, not so be that, looking out at the ocean at that point. I would be, I would be looking for the bottom, <laughs> the bottom of the hill as fast as possible. <laughs> well, and then, um, the crazy thing too, is that you have to take a, a chairlift to get to the top and the chairlift itself takes like 40 minutes just to oh, like wow. bring you all the way up the mountain. but it's beautiful it's some, some guy with a hand crank at the top <laughs> so um it was really beautiful but it was like i don't like heights and at, at, at some at one point you're like how like i'm never gonna get there and i just want to get off this thing so <laughs> now yeah. there's there's it, it has to be after this movie right that tons of these tourist places popped up of like try bobsledding in Jamaica, Let's throw these Americans on a ski lift and have to try bobsledding down a hill because it's running. It has to be because of this movie, right? Oh, oh I'm yeah, sure. Created a cottage industry of, of rival uh, bobsled hills in, in Jamaica. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Alan, I forgot to ask, did you uh, end up getting the top spot for the day when you went uh, losing? Did you get that top uh, time? I think I had it for a minute and then someone else got me. Ah, oh, man. I don't, I, right. I don't think I finished on top. <laughs> I bet he, he had weights in his shoes. He was cheating. There you go. There you go. I don't know if that I'm I was going to say I'm dense. I don't know if I was <laughs> pushing the blades further into the ice than I needed to or not. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, all right. Let's uh, play another clip here. We'll just intersperse these between here. Let's meet uh, John Candy here. Let me lay out some difficulties for you. Snow. You don't have any. It's 900 degrees out there. Time. You don't have any. The Olympics are in three months. And me. You don't have me. As far as I'm concerned, the sport of bobsledding no longer exists. I don't want to do it. I don't want to coach it. And most of all, and I mean most of all, I don't want to be within 2,000 miles of anyone who does. All right. John Candy, mm-hmm. America's sweetheart. This was his last film. He died uh, five months after this movie came out. So, uh, rips so to Candy. Does that mean he was already... That was... The, the last film he completed, right? Because he was also in almost Wagons Heroes, East. Wagons East, that's the one. I got him confused then, with uh with uh almost Tommy Hero. Boy there. Yeah. With, yeah. Uh, with Chris Farley there. Yeah. But no, yeah, it was um Wagons East and Canadian Bacon, I think were the two movies that he was filming um when he died. Okay. But this yeah. um but this was a difficult like for me to watch just because he's always so jovial in like mm-hmm. many of the parts that he plays. So like this to me was kind of weird. Like we did, you know, great outdoors and um, <clears throat> planes, trains, and automobiles and uncle buck and all that. And he's so like, yay. And in this movie, he's just such a downer. I'm yeah, like a little, this a little darker showed a little more mm-hmm. dimension to him, but uh, do you guys, uh, so Alan, do you have a favorite uh, uh, John Candy movie? Man, you know what? I haven't, a lot of those ones that you just mentioned, I haven't seen. Okay. All right. Oh, Okay one of the few of his that i've this this one probably if you asked me even before this podcast this one would be the one that would first pop in my mind of john candy movies i haven't seen a lot of the other ones okay gotcha you know what's funny is about a week ago i started before we decided to do this uh, on the podcast i started seeing some people that were popping up with these like iconic actors and they were like when you see this photo what what movie do you think of when you see this person um and it just so happened that john candy was one of them that someone else had posted that i was like yeah, I don't I don't think it would be this one for me. And in fact, I think it would be because he's done some like weird little cameo stuff in, in a few movies. And it probably for me, when I first see him, it would be uh like Home Alone for me, which even like even though he has like the smallest part ever in that movie, I was like, well, I guess that's where he where I turn yeah. to for that. But uh, little man, shop you, of horrors. Yeah, right. <laughs> do you have a favorite uh oh planes, trains, and automobiles for oh, sure? It's the greatest. It's the greatest of all time. Yeah. I constantly am like, I, I like me. My wife likes me. <laughs> I say that shit all the time. For sure. Yeah. Nice. Um, um, and that right. one, you know, is it that one is like kind of a, a heartbreaker one too at times when it's not totally goofy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, let's do another. Okay, here we go. This is Yule Brenner. We can meet Yule Brenner here. Don't touch me. No problem. So what's your name? Yule Brenner. Well, it's good that is a little aside to the. Let's get one thing straight, Panak. What? We may be on the same team, but I am no one's teammate. Long as you come here to bobsled. Listen, man, the only reason why I come here 
is to get off of this stinking island. I have to take one of those bobsleds to do it then. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, so just so you know, the, the characters in the movie are all fictional. This They are not based on the actual bobsledders themselves. Are you trying um, to tell um, me there was no lucky egg? There was not. Damn. Those are those are rubber, by the way, and Dougie Doug still has them. Oh, fun. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, but yeah, like even the coach, like that's just all fictional. They were actually welcomed with open arms when they came to the Olympics. Um, there was not a lot of animosity. There wasn't any animosity towards them or anything, and oh. everybody was really helpful. So they that was all added for you know cinematic, yeah, dramatic effect. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Thank you. You know what really kind of impressed me watching this movie is I went into, I hadn't seen it in a long time and movie made in this time period that is, you know, white coach with a bunch of Jamaican Islanders. I really went into it thinking there's going to be things in this that I'm going to watch today and go like, uh, that probably wouldn't fly in a movie today or there'll be something cringy. Yeah, for sure type or anything but i i didn't really detect much of that like there wasn't a whole lot of it in this movie it really that part of it held up over time i think really well whereas you watch other movies from around this era and sometimes you're like oh boy yeah for sure <laughs> we run into that so much yeah and even like the even the accents uh i didn't feel like again i guess i really don't have a ton of reference i feel like maybe this movie might be my entire reference to what uh, or at least as a child, was my entire reference to what a Jamaican person would sound like. So maybe that's why watching it again, I'm like, yeah, that seems legit. Like that, that doesn't seem like anybody's being too overly cartoonish or or anything with that too. So that was that was fun to see. But I did want to dip back real quick uh, because of the lucky egg part. Um, do either of you guys have anything that you consider like a lucky charm or something that you have with you when you do things that are important or just something that you carry on you all the time? I do not. No, I have nothing like that. I don't, I don't hang on. I'm so not sentimental about anything. If I, if I don't use it, I want to get rid of it. So, okay. I'm super sentimental. So I have a lot of things like that, that I refuse to get rid of because they mean something, but I don't know that I have anything that's particularly like super that I'm superstitious about. Like this is my lucky, whatever. Okay. All right. Um, I'm kind of that same way too, Alan. Like I have stuff that like, I refuse to get rid of over time. And clearly, I mean, as you can see by the wall around me that there's a bunch of crap just kind of pinned to the wall and stuck everywhere. But there are certain things that I like keep in my wallet. Um, oh my goodness. What's happening? My entire wall is falling apart behind us as we're talking. We've never mentioned the wall prior to this. And the moment we start mentioning the wall, it just, it's falling apart around me now. So I don't know. What, yeah, it's true. Um, but like I have things in my wallet, like photos of people that I refuse to like remove from my wallet that aren't like related to my family. They're just pictures I was given throughout time or whatever. Um, and occasionally I'll have like a strange business card that for no reason I'll just hang on to forever. And if you asked me to throw it away, I would probably be like, okay, I could probably throw this away. But were it not for someone prompting me to do so, it would just live there for the rest of its life. Like it would just, <laughs> that's where it, that's where it stays now. Um, so there's all let's try oh here we go we'll talk about that since we were talking about this anyway we'll throw this quick little one out you want to kiss my egg i'm not kissing no egg so to sell right there that was a nice little cap on that conversation <laughs> um and just so you know too the um the crash at the end 
it that like a lot of the footage of that was like the real not the close-ups but was real footage of the crash that happened and it was not a mechanical failure it was an actual like loss of control due to going too fast so high speed and yeah so they they really screwed the pooch and they just wanted you to think it was their shitty sled right yeah i felt bad because i was like fuck that that's john candy's fault because he bought this like low rent makeshift like ramshackle sled <laughs> and then they just sent them down a mountain with it and we're like here you go good luck <laughs> it's not the case though it wasn't his no fault. no and actually and there was no like there were no um fundraisers or give a kiss you know make some money like it was all um it was all donated by like the tourism stuff and and people in Jamaica that wanted them to go to the Olympics. Sure. So. I would imagine that would have been like a, a cool idea for them at the time. Like any, like any business owner from Jamaica would be like, hell yeah, I'll put my name on that. It seems dumb, but it's certainly going to get a lot of attention. You'd think like that would be a very viral marketing sort of thing before that existed back then is like, what, what the Jamaican bobsled team. And then like, you know, you'd just get that collateral sort of, you know, people be interested and then they'd come and you know patronize whoever uh assisted in the program i would think i don't know i don't know that's what i would have like, done like an alaskan inuit track team <laughs> you know there like you where they're they're only in the snow but they're gonna run yeah like right yeah they're running relays or something yeah for sure yeah <laughs> on board all right let's yeah, they can do... harpoon harpoon whales and seals those bastards can probably do it. they could probably kill it the track and field stuff uh, another iconic uh, moment in the movie. I suppose we probably ought to play this one. Here we go. Some people say, you know, they can't believe. Jamaica it's coming in hot. Have a team. No people say, you know, they can't believe. Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. All right. Of that. I have seriously been saying that, like, for days. Yeah, no, that gets stuck <laughs> in your head for the rest of life. So congratulations to everyone listening in. Was there, like, <laughs> early 90s rush of like reggae influence because then like it was sebastian in little mermaid before or after this movie it was Ooh. before this and they actually wanted them to speak more like sebastian and they were like no that's no we're not no. gonna do that not gonna uh, to us that you want us to imitate that little crab <laughs> yeah yeah, Disney's like, oh, hey, we had one Jamaican crab. Now we have to have everyone loved him so much. We have to do a Jamaican movie. Let's do yeah, this one. For sure. For sure. Um, <laughs> so watching this movie made me uh, when I saw Dougie Doug, it made me uh, revert back to another movie that we probably ought to cover at some point. Uh, Mandy uh, Renaissance Man was uh, was a big uh, yes. was a big part of our uh, of my growing up. Uh, and it was also a movie that we were like forced to watch in school too. Like yes, Miss Miss Collier made yep, us watch it. Yep. For sure. So we'll have to cover that one as well. Just I wanted to mention so my uh, my yeah what Dougie Doug has done to my childhood uh, during this episode as well. Well, they uh, even mentioned like he's like what you smoking, man? You know, like like so like they even kind of hint at like you know marijuana, and he's like I'm not, I'm breathing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm breathing. I'm bre yeah, when he comes out in the twenty five below. Uh, <sighs> canadian tundra up there yeah it's pretty exciting mm -hmm. uh all right oh here's the part where uh, irv buys that uh discount sled thanks roger well what's up Irv? how about a drink oh on, hold on what's the reason i was gonna play this this absolutely reminds me of his part in planes trains and automobiles when he won't stop offering to buy um a sandwich or a beer uh -huh. or coffee uh so yeah <laughs> thanks roger 
What's up, Irv? How about a drink? No, I'm fine. No. What's so important that I couldn't wait? You want something to eat? No, I'm fine. What's that up? Salad or something? That was all. That's really all I pulled that clip for. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just that it reminded me of, of that other movie. But um, all right, oh we gosh, are we so are funny. winding down the first half of uh, of this episode. Um, before we get to that point, though, uh, so overall impressions of the film, Alan. Do you have like a I don't know what what were your what were your thoughts going in, and did it hold up to those expectations? Well, it's such a it's such a famous movie. I mean, kids were always were quoting it in school, and I, I think I had only seen it maybe once or twice as a kid, and so I this I hadn't seen this movie a ton, um, and so like I already said, I had some expectations of this probably isn't going to hold up, and there's okay. probably going to be some sort of like slight political incorrectness here, and there wasn't any of that. It was a really enjoyable movie. I guess this whole theme of like underdogs, they've made a million of these underdog sports movies and i can rewatch all of them mm-hmm. yeah for sure um and i i heard pe- i mean people have referred to this movie as one of the greatest underdog sports movies of all time um i mean i get i yeah I, i'm not a huge connoisseur of the sports uh films necessarily um but as far as that is concerned where do you think that holds up alan is i mean i you you're would you say you're a fan of sports movies oh yeah sure so- sure Rocky is probably the greatest underdog sports movie of all time. But then there's just a hundred of these of Friday Night Lights to like Glory Road and those movies. Disney's remade this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I said, I uh, referenced it at the start of the show that that the team didn't even do well. So this is an extra Mm -hmm. movie because they didn't even win. They finished like almost in the low 20s or something so i was yeah disney should make a a feel-good movie about whoever came in like ninth and the funniest person in grand rapids contest (laughs) (laughs) i love it Uh, make us all so funny make us all feel better uh i think probably rudy is probably like the big one for me your sports underdog movie for you yeah and he doesn't even like he doesn't score a touchdown or anything he just gets a tackle and everybody's like oh my god (laughs) carry him off the field (laughs) That's a good one because to this day, when there's like an underdog football player that makes it, they call that person like a Rudy. A Rudy. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, I have to cut us off here because it's going to cut us off if I don't anyway. But we will be right back after these messages. Hey, everybody. It's me, your boy, Stu McAllister. I'm the host of the Elemental Podcast. Please make it your fourth favorite podcast. It's constant swearing, occasionally funny. Free episodes every Monday and Thursday. Patreons every other day of the week. You're going to love it. Or maybe you'll just hate it. Either way, listen. Thanks. Some people say, you know, they can't believe Jamaica, we have about plenty. No people say, you know, they can't believe And we're back. All right. <laughs> Uh, you like that? This makes, you like that makes you want to go to the beach. That sweet, sweet transition. I love it. Uh, I do back. love the metal drums. Like I love all of that. Steel like, drums for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Steel uh, drums. I'm, 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 duh. Yes. Or, or metal drums. It's a totally different genre. A lot more guitar happening. With- um, it's funny because Alan had asked if, sorry, my phone just came off its stand. He had asked if in the nineties, like if reggae had made like a comeback. And I, I know it did locally here. There was a band called third coast. 
that was really big in the 90s. Um, and then they opened for Ziggy Marley, who was like pretty popular, you know. Nice. So, wow. um, so yeah, uh, go do what that ad said. It was probably just Stu's podcast. So go listen to Stu's podcast. It's the greatest of all time. Uh, consider signing up for the Patreon so he doesn't have to drive uh, for Dippin' Dots anymore. Now, uh, he, is he, he back at Dippin' Dots? He is. Yeah, he gave up a big worm. Uh, you'll have to listen. I know. I saw, <laughs> I saw him say, I, don't, I no longer have worms or something like that. Yeah. So He's back to, back to the Dots again. So yeah, go support that guy so he doesn't have to drive <laughs> trucks with Dots in them anymore. But anyhow, back we are. Welcome back, yes. everybody. And uh, I want to kick things off with another um, clip. Uh, we did have a few more responses to the Facebook message asking who the uh, uh, main character of this movie was. We had several people mention the egg. Uh, apparently, <laughs> previous guest uh, Elena Gonzalez is a humongous fan of this movie uh, and just kept saying things like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, this is my favorite movie. Uh, and then we did have someone say that the um, star of this film was a badass mutta who don't take no crap off of nobody. And oh. here's that quote here. <laughs> I see pride, pride, right. power, power. And I see a badass mother who, who don't take, take no, no crap off of nobody. Again, I see pride. Can I hear you? I see power. I see a badass mother who won't take no crap off of nobody. Once again, I see pride. Junior, I see power. I see a badass mother. I'm so who amped won't up. Take no crap off of nobody. That's right. That's right. Junior And then we get this Please. sweet, sweet country music. Uh, right. Line dancing scene here. There, there. <laughs> that was actually really funny, especially yeah. when Dougie Doug ends up like getting into it and like start, it, it almost made me want to line dance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs> if uh, anything, anyway. if anything can make me want to do stuff, it's watching Dougie Doug do it first for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what did what did he go on to do after this? What what's he doing now? What's the what's the oh thing? Mr. Doug? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where um, he landed after this movie. He had he hold on. He did have um. Well, there was one movie where I was like, oh my gosh, yes, that was him. I totally forgot. Uh, he um, was in a, he was in that darn cat. He was in several <laughs> several episodes of the Cosby Show. That might have been uh, before this, though. Uh, no, it's from ninety six to two thousand. It says Cosby, oh, not, not, oh. not the Cosby Show. I don't know what the difference is, but okay. I don't know if that was a I different. Did thing. Junior? Did Junior remind you of Carlton from um, Fresh Prince? That's what I thought of. But just because he was a rich kid who was kind of uh, a fish out of water situation, yeah. which is pretty much pretty much every situation Carlton was ever in, but. Um, he, he was, was way more likable than Carl. Oh yeah, eight-legged freaks. Eight-legged freaks. Yep, a shark's tail. He was in. Uh, yes. oh, prior to this, he was in a movie called Class Act. So yeah, he's done things. I don't know where he's been recently. Oh wait, here we go. As recent as 2016, he was in something, a project called Brown Nation. I don't know. Uh -huh. Yeah. That looks like the most recent that was a, thing. That was a TV series. Okay. So um, he's, he's still doing things, getting some work done. Oh, you know what I want to find out? Let's see. Dougie Doug's uh, value here. Uh, um, Eight-Legged Freaks, I'm sad it was 2002 because I actually really love that movie. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous, but I love it. I love David Arquette. He's so cute. You guys not allowed to talk about anything past 2000? Is that why? Not, I mean, we, we, we do, but like it, the premise of this, which has evolved over time, I suppose, has been the movies that shaped our childhood. 
meaning this is sort of a step away and we can sort of look back on what what made us <laughs> the broken yeah. people that we we are today um but just uh just in case you're wondering Dougie Doug uh, based on some garbage website that's probably not accurate uh, is referred to as an American actor, producer, director, comedian, and screenwriter, and has a net worth estimated to be. And how much do you think? Doug oh yeah, worth? I was gonna say, don't tell him. Make him guess. Oh boy. <laughs> Sorry, Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> Two hundred thousand dollars. Oh, and he's he's racking it in there compared to. Uh, yeah, he's estimated to be worth one point five million dollars. So. I was going to say two million. I was going to give him the benefit of the yeah. doubt. But. I remember we used to focus on net worth back a long time ago when we did this, and so we would come up with the net worth of a few of the actors here and there. And one of the ones that made me the most sad was the kid from the movie Casper, uh, who played the voice, voice actor of the the kid from Casper, uh, and he was worth like he had a net worth listed of like sixty thousand dollars. I was like, oh no, like that's not it. That's just mean. <laughs> When you were reading, when you were reading all those things that he's been in since then, especially the last one being 2016, I ended up I lowballed him because yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, he's he's hung on to some of it, I guess. I don't know. Disney Plus, I guess he gets like 50 cents of every Disney Plus subscription. Heck yeah! So yeah, we all contributed a dollar fifty. I mean, the... 50 cents for every subscription, but every time somebody, I mean, that would be that would add up. Oh, I feel I'm like. Sure. I'm sure it's like a, a percentage of a penny, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because we haven't mentioned it, I wanted to talk about the other people that were considered for the roles. Okay. Um, and Alan, pipe in if you think that they, these would have been better. But Denzel Washington turned down and Eddie turned down the role for Doris, and Eddie Murphy turned down the role of Sanka, both because they were upset, like at the money that was offered. Hmm. Do you think the movie would have been better with that? No, I like that these weren't known people. I think it would have distracted from the team aspect of of the movie. And even we're debating who the star of the movie was. If Denzel Washington <laughs> were in there, there was, you know, Dougie Doug and his $1.5 million that Denzel bathes in every night. <laughs> um, also, Wesley Snipes was considered... Was I was considered just going to say... I was like, I, yeah, like Wesley Snipes is going to roll up in this bitch and be all like, I'm on a Bob Sussex, but apparently he was in the. Well, mix. he would have been a good Yule probably because he, you know, he can look mean, you know. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then Marlon Wayans was considered for as junior. But my God, he must have been so young back in 1993. Yeah. I mean, that sure. guy can't be more than like in his 40s. Sure. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, but John like Candy was 14. Yeah. <laughs> John so Candy think, was always going to be the yeah, the coach, which makes sense. I I think that it need the film needs that. I think the film needs a star power person in the role of the the coach. I I really think it was a good choice for John Candy to be uh, in this movie. Um, as far as recasting this film today, like who would the John Candy character be now? I I have no I have no comment. I wouldn't even begin to fathom who it would be at this point. It would so. be Paul Rudd. Black. Yeah, there you go. Oh, oh yeah. yes, we just did. It oh right my there. god, um, yes. And um, oh, Sanka could be Kevin Hart. <laughs> whoever's uh, and then uh, Yule can be The Rock, and then uh, right, Michael B. Jordan can be Leon. Mm. Kevin Hart can play the Lucky the Egg. To, the Rock has to pass off that he's Jamaican. <laughs> yeah, right. 
I just because he always he's always in a movie with uh, Kevin yeah Hart. Kevin Hart. They can't just, be out. Yeah. I just assumed Kevin Hart would play his lucky egg at, at that point. So. <laughs> he just puts him down his pants and yeah. holds him there for luck. <laughs> he knows where he belongs. All right. Uh, All right. I'm going to throw out another clip. Oh, this is another one that kind of snuck under the radar for that PG-13 here. If one of those Swiss boys ever come across a pretty girl, he'd probably yell, I'm fly, dry, and try to push her down some ice. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I thought That's there a- were a couple of, I mean, even even badass mother is mm. that they mm-hmm. tell the line a little bit here and there. But I like that. There was some edge to this movie that I forgot existed before. I, I mean, within 10 minutes, we had the running clip and I was like, oh, this is we got risky. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, I do feel it's fun to watch these movies from back then that were like, I feel like the the labeling things, they hadn't quite figured out what they were, what they were labeling and what they considered to be of poor taste or, or whatever uh, back then, because there will be movies with just full on like shit and like and i'm like how is this a pg movie back back in the day but it's like nobody cared no one assumed that children were being monitored and watching you know whatever no it was all a free-for-all you know we were all latchkey kids like nobody i mean they're this we have to keep a little bit of you know their attention so they don't go bother their parents and let's throw some tits and maybe a shit in there every now and then exactly i said that earlier this year when uh, old people were losing their minds over Cardi B and Meg the Stallion, and I was, you know, what I watched every day after school, growing <laughs> up. Like, you know, watch a, I was like, watch a teen comedy from the '90s, and right, gotten worse. Right, yeah, we we're watching American Pie, or like I was dipping back into fucking Porky's at like, yeah, the, the age of like 12, 11 or twelve. So yeah, yeah. same. We, I we mean, turned out, that was turned out that okay. was my first that was my first penis I ever saw was in Porky's. <laughs> So <laughs> tally, tally whacker. Yeah. as a tally. Yeah. And they had a mole on it. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to- oh, wait, hold on. Alan, have you seen Porky's? Oh, I have. Yeah. There's nice. no, oh, okay. there's no way you're alone in that. Also that, that, that is that, <laughs> a lot of people's first penis. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I would nasty. suspect, I was going to say, I would suspect it was probably mine too. Like on, on screen for sure. I don't know what else it would have been were it not that. So yeah. I, uh, all right. Let's do so. Here's where the drama comes into the film. Uh, this is where we find out for sure exactly what Irv did to get himself kicked off the team, and uh, it brings in that extra layer of like, oh no, are they going to really make it, or is it going to fuck things up for him? Coach Blitzer is what's killing you. He's been useless since the day he was busted. <gasps> what you mean busted? The seventy-two games. Guy hid weights in the front of the sled to make it go faster. So what? It's no big deal. <laughs> Having your gold medals taken away for cheating is a big deal. Just ask Millie Vanilli. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, and actually, I I looked it up too, and they have like a minimum and maximum weight for the the sleds, and they said a lot of times, you know, because they have to weigh the sled, the crew, and people will like put weights in the front of their sled to make it like it's not even a thing that's like even monitored. That they're like, yeah, people do that all the time. So. Yeah. I'm sure it's not a case of like going faster because obviously going too fast is also an issue, right? Like, so if you want to put like 19 cinder blocks in the front of your sled, I mean, good luck, right? That that's gotta not necessarily be better for you in the long run. Right. Cause you're just going to flip over going over the hills. Yeah. You're not in control. I feel like if you're not used to having that weight, sorry, Alan, what were you going to say? 
I was gonna say, so then are bobsledders cutting weight? Are they like boxers or wrestlers yeah. or jogging around in sweatsuits and not drinking water the day before? <laughs> I don't know. A lot of spitting for no reason. I mean, <laughs> I mean, think if you think about it, if you can put weights in the front of your sled to add weight, it, the less you weigh, the more heavier the front of your sled will be. I don't know. I don't think that they, I think as long as you fall between this like giant range. So I don't think that people, at, what I was reading, that's just what they said. And I'm not a, a sports expert. And I know that people do a lot of like with racing and stuff, they do a lot of inspections and, oh, you know, but sure, I don't know. All right, you want to move along to our next game here? Yes. All right, that's got a theme song as well. The theme song provided by Mr. Stu McAllister. Box office theme song. (laughs) That's it. Short and sweet, recorded live. Box office theme song, Mandy. Take it away. All right, Alan, how much do you think that it costs to make this movie? What do you think the budget was back in like 92, 93? Oh, my goodness. So I've, I've got to start by figuring out if I think that was more or less than Dougie Doug's current value. Right. Like, could he make that movie right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hope that he couldn't. So I'm going to say like $3 million. Okay. Okay. Matt? Uh, I will ramp it up just a smidge because, I mean, I don't even know why, but I'll say something like $9 million. Okay. It was actually $14 million. Okay. And um, a lot of of location shots there. (laughs) John Candy like did this movie for like pennies. He took a huge pay cut just because he wanted to have the movie made because he said that he thought that Disney like really had something. So nice. Yeah. All right. Now that we've said that, and I'm sorry, you said it was 14. Was the 14 million? Yeah, was the budget. Alan, how much do you think that this movie has made roughly worldwide gross up until today? Oh, all okay. So not just in the box office, just all. Yeah. all yep. Merch sales, all of that. Well, I don't know if they count that. Whatever they count, yeah, I'm like so. it's like boxofficemojo.com or whatever it ends up. Yeah. Being, yeah. <laughs> uh, probably a lot more than I'm gonna guess. They've done well for themselves. I guess like seventy million dollars. Okay. I yeah. Would, yeah, that's kind of probably where I would have put it. I, that seems very successful, but yet like, you know, modest enough. So I'm going to, I'll just go 50. I'll say 50 million. Okay. Um, worldwide, they made $155 million. Nice. nice. Yeah. In the U.S., they've made 68 million. Okay. Um, also, j- that was in 93. Um, other movies that came out that year, number one, Jurassic Park, then The Fugitive, then The Firm. Number four was Sleepless in Seattle. Five, <laughs> five was Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, six, Indecent Proposal. Uh, seven, In the Line of Fire. Eight, Aladdin. Nine, Cliffhanger. And ten, Free Willy, which that was a shock to me. Oh, good job, okay. Free Willy, getting in there. Do you there. know where, where this one placed? Uh, let's see. Free Willy. It's fine. If no, it's okay. <laughs> Free Willy brought in um, 77 million, and this brought in 68 million. So it's probably in the top 20, I'm guessing. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah. So onward we go. Next game. Let's see what we can come up with here. We go. Let's play Guess the Age. All right. It's time for Guess the Age. Mandy, take it away. (laughs) All right. Alan, how old do you think Leon, no last name, was when he played Doris back in 1993? Oh, that's tough. 27. All right, Matt. What do you think? Uh, I'll go 30. He was 31. 
Yeah. Okay. Oh. I know, right? It's like Matt does this all the time. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have no point of reference for that guy. If, but... if you can tell from my $3 million guess, I have no idea, no concept of what it takes to make a movie. It's, oh, all, it's, it's all luck. It's all luck. And here's the thing. She's about to ask us how old John Candy was. And if I had paid attention to any of our previous uh, episodes, I should know that by now. But I, I have no, like, I don't re- retain any of this information from episode to episode. So. Um, I do the research and I still don't retain it. So yeah, no right. worries. <laughs> um, all right. How old do you think Dougie Doug was, Alan, in 93? Dougie Doug. I guess younger than Leon was. You know, I'm just going to go 27 again. I'm going to ride 27 until the wheels fall off. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll go, uh, I'll say 25. He was 23. Oh, wow. So quite yeah. a bit younger. Nice. Um, how old do you think Raul D. Lewis was who played Junior? It's so funny because in, uh, like, if you look, if you Google the cast and it just shows the photos there, he does not have the name Junior under his name. Like it's just blank under. It's like they didn't have a, a oh, character I, name. I, but. A junior bevel is what I see. Okay. But. 29. Okay. Mm. Matt. God, he seemed like, because he's such like a nerd, he seems kind of either very young or very much older than the rest. And it's, I'm just bouncing back and forth between where I think he's going to end up, but I will say 33. He was 19. You guys. Wow. Yeah, All right. he was 19 and then Doris was 31. He must have felt like, oh, yeah. And by the way, he was not supposed to be in the movie. He was actually working for the casting um, people and he was just reading the lines back and forth, helping them cast the other members. And they're like, oh, you know, let us look at your resume. And he totally lied on his resume about how much acting experience he had. Yeah. So then they ended up casting him as junior. So that's fun. It doesn't look like he's done a ton of. Mm-mm stuff he was in uh k-packs back in 2001 he was in something called hybrids in 2015 well and he then, was in k-packs with kevin spacey he probably had uh-huh. a me too moment and was like sure. i'm no longer going just <laughs> backed away from movies altogether like, i'm out i'm out yeah. <laughs> all right i only have two more um how old do you think uh malik yoba was the guy who played yule brenner see now, now his character makes him seem older yeah for sure I bet yeah I, I, I bet I overguessed this, but I'm going to say 31. Ooh, I'll go even further. I'll say 35. 26. Hey, all right. All right. I have said this before, and and I cannot tell black people's ages because they are all ageless to me. They all seem, they look so young. Their skin is just amazing. <laughs> um, and, and then the, lastly, John Candy. How old do you think he was? 43. Okay. Ooh. Matt? God, I wish I knew how old he was when he died, but I, I feel like he was like 45. So you're probably pretty close, Alan, but I'll say 40. He was 43. Good job, Alan. Hey, oh, there you go. Oh, big right on the nose. You get both showcases. Way to go. <laughs> nice. Nice. Very, very good. All right. Let's see if I can throw another clip in between here. What do we got left? Uh, oh, well, uh, let's try this one here. You're on the air, sled god. <laughs> I like watching the old footage. That Gentlemen, was fun. <laughs> this was funny. Yes, there's a toilet. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Basically, what you're looking to do is get your sorry rear ends from the top of an icy chute to the bottom. You're zigging, you're sagging. It's the 
biggest, coldest roller coaster you've ever been on. All right. We got Unless it. you've lost and then your skin's going to be ripped off. That's true. That's true. Be careful. <laughs> That's be careful. losing. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said, unless you're losing, then. <laughs> unless you're losing. Oh, no. Lo- <laughs> no. Yeah. I would be, but no, losing. Um, so I don't know if you noticed, but Kurt, his old coach, the guy that like tries to make it so they're disqualified and, you know, um, he was the cop in The Ref. I don't know if you remember us watching that movie when he's like, by the way, oh, yes. I had sex with your wife. I don't know if you've seen The Ref before or not. It's a kind of obscure he's, Christmas movie, but he, he's been in some other stuff, too. But yeah, that's the one that we've covered so far, I think is probably. Yeah. Been, when the uh, mayor's being mean to him, he's like, by the way, I fucked your wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That nice. was him. All right. Uh, let's move on to the next game. And this one has a theme song as well. It goes like this. Ooh, that sound. Did you hear that sound? Ooh, that sound. The sound that just played you. Right. It's time to play What's That Sound? Of course, all of our theme songs provided by previous guests and friend of the show, uh, and you can check out who those were and who wrote each of those theme songs by checking out the uh, the notes for the show when this uh, when this comes out. So check there if you need any theme songs made for your show. You know, hit them up, see what they can do for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one is uh, what's that sound? That means I'm going to take a sound from this movie. I'm going to play it for both you and Mandy. Uh, Alan, you'll get first swing at it. If you think you know what's happening on screen while this sound is happening, just shout it out. Uh, if you can't get it, it goes to Mandy. If Mandy doesn't get it, it goes to the audience. Today, there's going to be three different sounds that we're going to play. And we're going to start with this one. If you need it again, let me know. No. Okay. Boy, I feel like I should know this. That sounds like a bobsled crashing. Okay. It is not a bobsled crashing. Okay. So, all right. Uh, Mandy, you want to take a swing at it? Um, It's when the derby car crashes and the little kid is like, ooh. Yeah, the little kid does the part. Yeah, that's that one. All right. Nice job. Between the two of you, at least somebody got it. That's all right. All right. Here we go. Next. Next one we're going to play. Again, this might be a little hot here. Let me adjust volume accordingly. Here we go. Oh, thanks, coach. What was that sound? I'll pass to Mandy on this one. I'm terrible, Steve. No problem. No, no it's problem. okay. I mean, I watched this. I, I seriously knew like every word, and I haven't <laughs> seen this movie in 10 years. Mandy, um, I'm gonna, uh, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to play okay. it again just for the okay. listeners to hear it real quick. Oh, thanks, Coach. All right. Mandy. Did that help? Okay. Um, no, it's uh, when when uh, Sanka's helmet doesn't fit, and he comes and like bangs on it. Yep, got a punch the helmet back on yeah for sure all right and the last one this one might be a little tough this was going to be the toughest one of all i would imagine so uh here we go that's right mandy any guesses (laughs) a lot going on there but mandy it's when the hockey player comes up and then yule like pushes him like yeah like He's like a brick wall and the guy falls and he's like, then he slips and falls on his ass. That's exactly what it was. Nice job. All right. Wow. 
swapped those. Yeah, you did. All three of them in the books. Nice job. Nice job. All right. And then we're going to move right along to our next game. So, all right. This one, Alan, uh, this is a dumb game. I need to preface this by saying. Yeah, I have no advantage in this game whatsoever. (laughs) This game is real stupid. It makes no sense. And uh, don't feel bad if you don't uh, even have a guess. But here we go. This is the theme song. First, Matt plays a backwards clip. Then he plays some forward clips. Then he gets to pick your brain to see which two clips are the same. Backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards. Let's play. Let's play backwards, forwards. All right. It is time for us to play backwards, forwards. That means I take a forward phrase from the film and I reverse it. So it's going to sound like absolute trash. Uh, And then I'm going to play you four different phrases from the, the movie. And you need to tell me which one is the one that I reversed. Okay. And we're going to play just the first part a couple of times. So it's just going to be nonsense reversed, but several times. So here we go. All right. So that's the phrase. I played it three times for you. Yeah. Now I'm going to play that again and a series of forward phrases. You tell me whether it's one, two, three, or four. Here we go. Is it this? And most of all. This? You don't have any. This? 900 degrees out there or you don't have me oh you picked two that sounded almost identical. yeah i did Damn. yeah i did wait can you play them all one more time for us for sure yeah here we go oh, and most of all you don't have any 900 degrees out there you don't have me all right one two three or four it's basically just a random guess at this point. <laughs> I think it's one. Okay. Mandy, what's your guess? Yeah, I concur. I think it's one. Oh, okay. God dang it. I thought I'd stump you guys on this one. I thought putting those two very similar clips would be harder, but it is. It's number one. It is. And most of all. And most of all. Nice. So I mean, nice you, know, you almost hear all. Like all yeah. the Sony. Like. <laughs> All the Sony. Nice. All, 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 what do you no. want? I want all the Sony. Yeah. No, give it, gave it away. No. no. <laughs> it's so See? funny because you have like theories in your mind. Like I have had theories in my mind. Like I knew for sure it was one and then it wasn't. I'm like, what the hell? Like this is such bull crap. Uh, it's such a stupid game to it. It's very little skill involved. It's so fun though. Not to, not to detract from your crush there, Alan. You totally nailed that one. Yeah, nice that was so good. That. Good job. Um, it's like, I, well, I've listened to that Laurel Yanni clip a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah, that's, this is our audio version of is the dress black and gold or, or blue and <laughs> blue and black or whatever. Yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, let's see. Did I hit all the games? Was that all the games? I think I've done them all. That was all the hey, games. That's all the games. We did it. All right. So now here we come to, uh, I guess, uh, the end of this nonsense. Uh, Alan, is there anything that we did not talk about the movie that you had hoped that we would or something that you think someone listening in would need to know about your experience with this film? I just feel like we maybe just glanced over. You talked about that this was your education into Jamaican accents. Sure. <laughs> I think like two years later, Shaggy came out who just, just had a fake Jamaican accent. And- yeah, he's from like the Bronx. And it- yeah, yeah. yeah. And Sean Paul after him. And so I feel like this ushered in a, an era of reggae wannabes. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, that's, Absolutely. yeah, for sure. Actually, it's funny that you say that because now that I think about it, the reggae wannabes, yeah, they definitely. 
you know, well, and of course came through. There was all it, it just. And you skipped right over uh, Informer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's the ultimate fake, right? Yeah, right, right. Uh, what the hell's that's not his. Snow. Snow, that's the one. Damn it. Yes. Yeah, very good. <laughs> not only is he an expert in sports, but he's an expert in, you know, well, all things yeah, music. Early, early 90s uh, fake reggae. We're going to have to have him on for a musical someday. <laughs> one hit wonder white rappers. I'm yep. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, but did he uh, did he ever hit, though, man? Holy cow. I don't I don't understand how that song has like surpassed like has retained some sort of spot in my brain you know like other songs i clearly have heard and just forgot about entirely but somehow that one uh still is holding strong and i don't i don't get it white white guy doing reggae rap saying licky boom boom now Uh pretty memorable (laughs) for sure yeah i get it all right all right i got my my rainbow bright um high top roller skates on when i think of that song (laughs) nice (laughs) Uh, Mandy, same goes to you. Is there anything that we didn't hit on that you wanted, uh, you thought we should have, or, uh, you know, whatever, what was your overall takeaway, I guess? <laughs> no, I think it's, it's super enjoyable. Um, it is probably not something that kids will be too interested in because they're just desensitized and have no attention span. Thank you, YouTube and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, but if you, you know, as an adult, I think adults would watch it for the first time and think, oh, this is a good movie. Sure, so. sure. Um, I do have to say too, like him going into the boardroom and giving that speech wasn't necessary. Yeah. I felt like that was very cheesy. Like if they could have just not had the disqualification and not had that, like I'm taking a stand for my guys kind of yeah, thing. Like, yeah. Like they needed one more thing yeah. to, to try to hold them back after all that nonsense. That yeah, and then he them. just went in and gave that speech and then he's like, Hey, we're in. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> not only are we not in, but security is going to escort us out. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. Um, so let's. Uh, so the question is then, Alan, uh, we always ask everybody at the end, uh, kind of a bearing on what you thought of the movie overall. Would you watch this movie again? Yes, I would watch this movie again. Uh, All right. Yeah. Perfect. Nice. Mandy, same. Yeah, same. All right. Uh, for me, it's probably the last time I'll see this movie for a while. I mean, like I said, I watched it about a year ago and didn't really need to watch it again. Uh, but for the podcast, you know, I'll push through. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it'll probably just uh, sit on the, you know, uh, proverbial uh, Disney Plus shelf until uh, there's a reason to watch it again down the road. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I, I was happy I saw it. It's a good movie. It's a nice little peek into like a sports film if you're not into that sort of thing. I definitely didn't look at this as a sports movie. Uh, as much no. as just like a, an, a classic underdog story and, you know, rooting for the little guy. So that worked for me pretty well. Um, and then, yeah, I guess that brings us to uh, plugs and junk. Uh, Alan, what do you got uh, going on in the world that you want to point people toward? Oh, man, uh, I'm on Twitter. If you want the sports stuff uh, at Alan True, A-L-L-E-N-T-R-I-E-U. Um Occasionally, there's some comedy on there. I have a comedy Twitter, Alan B. True, that I don't use that often. If, if you want to see pictures of my kids, Alan B. True on Instagram. Nice. I will be at the Ambrosia Theater this Saturday. Uh, James Brown runs a nice show there. And then I'm at Crossroads Church doing Aaron Sorrells' Clean Comedy Time the week. Nice. So it's a balance. It's almost like you guys asking me to talk about Scream the first time and, <laughs> and Cool Runnings the second time. That's what I'm doing with Ambrosia <laughs> 
and then clean comedy time. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's a, an allegory for life, right? We're right. we're doing the the good and the bad, right? The 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 clean show. So is that a, it? That has to be a clean show, right? The hundred percent clean. Yeah. I'm nice. Gonna, I'm gonna maybe slide one by him and wear my moist headband on stage. <laughs> there you go. Ooh, nice. As I, 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 I get, I have I have it in the in the. I wear it when I play pickleball. Nice. Uh, are you? Uh, I, this is unnecessary part of the podcast or question, but uh, do you struggle to do clean comedy, or are you like totally fine with that? Like, do you do you have apprehension about like cutting that part out of your set? I don't. I mean, I do enough comedy about my children and my marriage and things like that. That, but I I, I like not having to think about it. Yes. So I yeah. don't. I I don't really have a problem doing it. It's not really my preference preference though, because I don't like to self edit, you know, the sure. whole time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's usually for me when I'm told not to say something, it's like at the forefront of my brain. And I'm like, instead of not saying it, it's just there and it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like yeah. being told like not to touch the stove when you're a kid or don't sure. this, this yogurt is for your lunches. Don't eat this. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes for sure uh mandy do you have anything you want to point people toward in the world no <laughs> all right sounds good cool. no uh, no are yeah taking, are you taking appointments or is that like couch available for um, right yeah if anybody wants to come and sit down and i can take advantage of you on my couch yep in, in my creepy ass basement that's full of my garage sale stuff from this weekend nice. <laughs> um oh, well i i am well, going could- to a show I was going to say we could pitch your garage sale uh, over the there podcast, you go. but, but this will be out before this will be out after the, uh, the over. Um, I, I will be attending on uh, May 20th in Portage. Um, there will be a comedy show. I know Casey Curran is going to be there. Uh, it's being put on by peach. It's Demen- it's uh, demented peach, demented peach. Yes. Productions. Yeah. And it's, it's going to be fun. It's a BYOB thing and it's going to be at the celery flats on May 20th. There's still tickets available at least as of today. Um, so that'll be a really, a really good time. It should be nice and safe. Yeah. Um, comedy in the I'm park a- sort of situation, right? It's like mm-hmm. an outdoor outdoor comedy in the park. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. All right. Uh, as far as I go, uh, you can see me when I'm not doing this. I'm usually uh, streaming video games on Twitch. So come over there, hang out with us. It's become kind of a little family we got going on over there on Twitch. Uh, so join in the fun. You can see me over there at twitch.tv slash mattopoly83. It's M-A-T-T-O-P-O-L-Y-8-3. It's like Monopoly, but with me in it instead. Uh, so go find me there. Otherwise, you can check out the show. Uh, email us at another episode podcast at gmail.com. If we did something wrong or we did something right, or you need us to know something via email, send it there. You can catch us on Instagram where every week we post the poster of the movie we're about to do when it drops on uh, Wednesday. Uh, and we take the the stars of the film off of the poster and replace them with our guests. So it's always a good time to see those ahead of time. Gives you a few days to listen or to uh, watch the movie before you get to listen in. So Otherwise, uh, we don't really know how to end this nonsense other than thanking you again, Alan, so much for coming on the show. Thank you. And we would just ramble on if we didn't do something to cap this off. So we usually play a clip from the movie, and today the clip is going to sound like this. Our father, who art in Calgary, bobsled be thy name. Thy kingdom come, gold medals won, on earth as it is in turn seven. Justice for Jamaica and Haile Selassie. Amen. All right. right. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.